Test, test, test. Amen. Amen. How many glad to be in the house of God? Amen. On a Wednesday night, amen. Excited, amen, for what God is going to do tonight. How many had a great week? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Isn't it good to be saved in this place? By God's grace, we're saved, hopefully, everyone in this place. God saved us uh, from uh, uh, our Mari Clay. Can you say amen? So it's always a blessing, amen, and it really mean that to be saved, amen, and uh, uh, being born again, amen. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. I really hope this message encouraged you, inspire you, uh, and, and opened up a perspective tonight in regards to this uh, very... Um, important issue. I believe we all uh, have dealt with it at some point. Perhaps now you are or, or even in the future. I believe we all have had a dose of what I want to minister to tonight. Amen. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. Amen. A man one day said to his friend, <clears throat> To his friend, Mr. Three weeks to get around to worry about it. That's a lot of trouble. The fact that he got so much to worry about, so he's so stressed out to look, hey, if something happened to me today, hey man, I'm gonna have to get around to that. You know, I wish this story was fiction in the lives of many people here, but it's not. In fact, this is a real reality. Can you say amen? Like the man in the story, many people's lives are so booked up with worries uh, that there's not enough room in their life to fit another one in. And I want to minister to the subject of worrying and being stressed out. And I want to preach a sermon that I, I have entitled, Are You Worried by Many Things? In fact, Jesus himself ought, uh, uh, said these words verbatim to someone. He said these words verbatim, amen, and I believe, uh, uh, you know, to a, to a woman named Martha, and I believe that there are many life lessons from this text um, that we can learn in regards to being overwhelmed by things we worry about and stress out after in life. How many know what I'm talking about? How many say that's the right message tonight? Amen. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Going to help some folks out tonight. Going to believe God, amen, that God uh, bring our worries and the things that we stress about so much, sometimes the same thing, into submission this, this evening. Now it happened as they went in, uh, there, there and he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered her and uh, uh, answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, here it is. You are worried and troubled about many things. But the one thing is needed and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Amen. Let us pray, church. Oh, Heavenly Father, God, I ask God right now, God, this evening, God, that you set, God, your people free, God. God, that you have set them free from worrying, God. 
stressing out God. God, I ask God, Lord, help us uh, minister to all of us in this area. God, at one point in time, uh, we've all been there. Perhaps we're there now. Uh, God, I pray, God, you will bring comfort, God, to the distress. Uh, God, I pray, God, you will minister, God, uh, to the trouble, God. God, I pray, God, help us, God, tonight uh, in this area of worrying, God. I ask, God, you will move upon us uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, Amen. Somebody say you got the right sermon tonight. Oh, I know. I know. Because listen, this is one of them sermons you can't escape from. You either been worried and stressed out now, perhaps it was a point in time, or breaking news you will be. Because we live this thing called life. And life happens. And life uh, and the very difficult things in life begins to stress us out. Many, t- many of times. How many know uh, there, uh, there's a popularity of worry? See, if stress is a normal part uh, of your everyday life, then you have company tonight. In fact, uh, according to the newest Value Penguin survey, 84% of Americans feel stressed uh, at least once in a typical week. Some results have found that an average person is stuck worrying at least four times a day. That's 112 times a month. The report also says that American stress levels are higher than last year. 84% of Americans report feeling stress weekly, up from 78% of March of 2021. But check this out. Consumers employ a variety of tactics that can help reduce this stress from worrying about things. This includes watching TV and movies and listening to music tied at a whopping 44%. So you watch TV and stuff, I guess that's going to take away your stress. Exercising at 38%. Praying in other religious rituals, I bet, at 25%. Driving around town at 16%. And you drive around in this traffic, you're going to get stressed out. That ain't going to help you out. <laughs> I know some traffic's, man, that mess you up. Boy, that L.A. traffic is no joke. Meanwhile, 14% drink alcohol to reduce stress and 9% use recreational drugs such as marijuana. How many know it's very popular to worry? But what is critical for us tonight is how much we are worrying, the reasons why we worry, and what it is that we are actually worried about. I want to look at first, what's the worry? You know, in a, a, a report, America's top source of stress, money remains the consumer's top stressor at 44%. I'm sorry, at, at 50%. 44% of Americans say the pandemic, the, the pandemic uh, has been the most stressful time in their entire, entire life. 11% says work. A person's mental health is at 9%. Physical health issues at 8%. Family life is at 8%. World news, 7%. The love life at 5%. Um, politics at 4%. The unemployment or lack of uh, job stability at 4%. That's a lie. Everybody high. It should be at 100%. But nevertheless, that's their survey. But in our text, Martha, she's stressed out. Kind of like, you know, uh, uh, many of us when someone asks us, uh, you know, uh, to have a fellowship. Come on, somebody. How I many of you just the very thought of fellowship and we just get stressed out? Or better yet, when your spouse asks you to have one, huh? You know that face, especially when it's the third time within the week. <laughs> You'd be like, yes, dear, who, who should we invite now? 
And what should we serve? How about we, make, how about we put you on the menu? Getting stressed out. Martha, she's having a fellowship and let alone Jesus is coming over. How many know some of us, that'll stress us out? Considering what you got in the closet. But here she is, uh, you know, she's there, uh, she's doing her due, uh, you know, no, no doubt about her uh, attentions is in the right place. Uh, she's uh, trying to get things organized, uh, and she's stressed out. Jesus said, Martha, you worry about many things. See, I wouldn't take it for granted that there are many people that are also here worried about too many things. Not that worrying is some abnormal thing tonight, uh, but I'm talking about excessive worrying. How many of there's a difference between being concerned about something as opposed to being consumed uh, by your worries? That's the difference. Not the fact that, listen, life happens, uh, we get stressed out about things, but I'm talking about when you're consumed by it. See, I believe this is critical that we first identify and truly evaluate what it is we're worried about, and I believe it is here that we can bring uh, what we worry about into a proper perspective tonight. See, what are you stressed about? What are you stressed about? Are you worried? Uh, many times the things that we're stressed about, if we'll be honest, uh, we worry about a lot of things that we can't even change. Can I say that again? Many times uh, the stresses of life uh, come from various things that you and I uh, cannot change. If this is you, this is 100% of the problem. The fact that we worry and stress about things that, that you yourself can do absolutely nothing about. Now, listen, this is a major problem. You see, this type of worrying has no cure beyond the simple fact of stop worrying about it because you yourself can't change it. But the better way of thinking is that you can't change it, but God can. Come on, somebody. But even then, you have to accept the, the fact or rather God will do it uh, or not and live with the results, church. See, many times the things that we worry about, uh, a lot of times it's things that you and I can't change. Uh, but how many know prayer can? And how many know we have to live with the results as life? Uh, listen, there's several things in regard to life uh, of things that are going to happen, uh, things that, that's going to worry you. Uh, but listen, uh, some things you have to live, leave with God because you yourself can't change them. And I think the fact in our logic way of thinking, the fact that I ourselves uh, can't do nothing about it, that very thing alone stresses you out. But you got to get over that. There's things in life, listen, that, you know, and again, so what are we stressing about? Are you stressing about things tonight that you can't even change yourself? Secondly, how uh, much of things uh, you obsessively worry about have to do with you and what you created? Oh, a lot of our worries, a lot of things that we stressed about, uh, I can very well make the point that you yourself created them. People are so busy. I'm so busy, a lot of this stuff that we're worried about, we're trying to do, you created it. I created it. Again, I want to bring this into perspective. Because when you look at things through these lens, I, I believe it can help lessen the things that we're stressed and we're worried about. Some of this stuff, in other words, are you putting more on your plate than you can actually eat? Is it possible that your expectancy of all that you thought you can handle is too much to handle. Can that be a reality and you do something about it? Hello? 
The reality of some of us, uh, most of the things that we worry and stress about comes at our very own hands that we create. How about you stop being extra all the time? That'll help. Help the stress levels go down a little bit. See, if we're honest, we're all pretty good at creating our own stress and then complaining about it. Now, let me thin some of you out for, for a minute. Let me help somebody out. Because what happens is many times we get right here and we say, okay, you know, I've created these things. I take the responsibility. Uh, and now, you know, uh, you know, now there's a process of elimination. And I get that. But let me ask you a question. Why is it that the things of God always have to be the things that go first? Things like ministry. Hello. Things like the things of God. Things like uh, various different things that move in the kingdom of God. When you got your bucket list of all this stuff that's stressing you out, the spiritual things go first. That's a problem. That's a very, that, that, that is a problem tonight. Why is that? Why does the things of God have to be the first to go? Come on, man. You can say amen or oops tonight. Don't matter. I'm going to preach this. It's, it's like if there was a process of elimination between spiritual and earthly things, uh, the spiritual things must go. That's what's really stressing me out. Let me remind you, amen, that you got saved one day and that was spiritual. The fact that you repented one day, uh, that was spiritual. And the fact that you ain't just get saved not to do nothing, that if you're going to live this life as a Christian, God will demand something from you and I. So I just say many follow Jesus and then they begin to turn away. But why is the spiritual things always the first to go? You know, many times we are simply worried about things <laughs> that haven't even happened yet. Can I say that again? Many times we're worried about things that haven't even happened yet. And we're stressed out to the max. See, the, this is the real truth about worrying tonight. And one of the many problems of being dictated by worrying is, is that it's dominance over the things that probably won't ever happen to us. Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient of the, for the day of its own troubles. And I came across an interesting survey that said 40% of things that people actually stress about will never happen. That just said a lot of y'all free. No, it set me free. You know what? That ain't, that ain't even happened yet. Why well, I'm tripping. You took a whole bottle of Tylenol for no reason. Could have left them on the shelf. All, the, you know, all these different things that, that, that we're doing, and, and these, these things didn't even happen yet, but you stressed out. I know I got the right sermon tonight. Y'all can be quiet all you want. I'm going to preach this. I wrote it. I'm going to preach it. You see, worrying becomes people realities before things even happen. Could it be that the things that you worry about that haven't even happened, you have made your reality? Let me ask you, church. If today is Wednesday, which it is, can any of you get to Friday without going through Thursday first? You can't. So my question is, why are we worrying about days that haven't even come yet? 
Why are we worried about what, what well, you know, we got this thing, we know I got to have this going on by next Friday. Blah, blah, blah. What, can you allow Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday to pass first? If we can't get to one day without another, then how about we treat our worries and the things that we so and give God some time? Can God be God in the midst of the process tonight? Stop making things that haven't even happened your reality. Listen, life consists of one day at a time, church. It makes no sense to live in a reality that hasn't even happened yet. Sufficient for the day. It's own trouble, the Bible says. It's almost if Jesus said, if you must worry, uh, worry only for the things today. Sometimes we worry about things before it even happens. Uh, uh, when I was working at Home Paramount, this is a termite pest control company, I had a boss named Brandon. I mean, this guy worried about everything. He worried about, you know, we could be at the top of the month and we setting up our quarter for sales and he's shaking. He got like five Red Bulls and we ain't even stopped. Like, bro, let, let us go out and sell. Hell yeah, man, I just, you know, not, never to remind you, we're blowing the sales out the water every month. I mean, we're blowing it out. And, and you know, before we even get to that, you know, yeah, man, I just know, but, you know, you know. He was telling me how stressed, he's, he said he's so stressed out about life that, you know, the very, uh, he, he talked about like, you know, uh, 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 just the stress of even thinking about getting on a plane, just stressing them out. He never even been on one. I'm like, what you worried about it for? He said, it's just a thought, man, it's just a thought. I'm like, man, you crazy, bro, back up. But it was just like over and over, it was just all type of stuff that he was just paranoid about. Stuff that he know he won't even do, but it just still scares him. True story. But there are so many people that are dying slow deaths today because they're so stressed out about their tomorrows. One man said, uh, worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. That's what, that's what, that's what worrying too much excessively. I'm not talking about having concern in the world, but I'm talking about being consumed. Follow me. Being consumed. Came across another interesting statistic. I ain't know so many statistics on, on worrying that said the deadliest day of the week is on Monday. I want you to think about this. They found out that deaths due to heart attacks peaked on Mondays with a total of 348,206 fatal heart attacks reported by the CDC. In other words, uh, uh, heart attacks occur uh, more on this 300-something thousand people die almost every, uh, on Mondays than any other day. I have my suspicions about that. Could it be uh, that the people are so relaxed on the weekend to the very next week, a day they ain't, week ain't even got, they're already stressed out about? They're already worried about, the, you know, the following week. See, worry and stress is out of tomorrow's church. You know, I wonder how many Christians worry and stress more about their tomorrows because of a lack of prayer the day before. The fact that we're not praying, we're not contending, amen, the day before, all of your tomorrows are always stressed out. See, if we're careful, stress and worrying will become a way of life, church. And this, my friend, that's when it gets very dangerous. See, consider all the words that might have kept Jesus awake when he was sound asleep at the bow of the ship. Mark 4, 35, 41 says that then that, that day when evening came, uh, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, uh, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along uh, just as he was in the boat. 
There were also other boats with him. A furious a, a swell came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care if we drown? He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. How many know Jesus, especially at this time, could have had a lot of things to worry about while he was asleep. How about the fact he could have been worried about religious and political leaders who plotted against him? He could have worried about his family who thought he was crazy. He could have worried about the overwhelming crowds uh, with their overwhelming needs. Uh, he could have worried about the disciples he even chose. Hello? He could have worried about the future because he knew what his destiny was. With all these things to worry about, Jesus wasn't worried. He slept in a rocking boat. Jesus knew that the Father was in control. Therefore, he didn't worry. Do we think like that? Do we think uh, like the Son of Man, amen, uh, the fact that, listen, God is in control, church. Uh, listen, that somewhere in real time, you always talk about, you always hear me talk about real time, you have to believe that. See, it was worry. That led the disciples to distraction, and rightfully so, under normal circumstances. You know, here it is. That could have been any one of us. You know, we're in a boat, and the winds are waving. You know, no doubt about it. But Jesus, the difference, Jesus was in the boat. The same one that seen rose the dead. Come on, somebody. The same one that seen miracles. How I many know that changes the ball game? Amen. In normal circumstances, yes. You know, oh, I'm worrying about to die. But now Jesus is in the boat. Jesus was indeed in the boat. See, do you believe that Jesus is in your boat when you're in the midst of your storm? Do you believe Jesus is in the boat, church? This is going to de determine how much we stress and worry about life. Secondly, I want to look at excessive worry and leads to distractions. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, uh, and, she, uh, and she approached him and said, uh, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. See, the distraction that comes from worrying takes our focus away from Jesus, don't it? See, when we are distracted by things, uh, then how many know it is here where our focus begins to change? That's the whole idea of being distracted. Uh, when you're distracted, that means at some point uh, you were focused on this uh, or you were focused on that. Uh, and now there's a, uh, uh, there's a distraction and now your focus is here. That's what worrying does. Worrying, I, ha I have you forgetting that we serve a sovereign God. Worrying, I have you forgetting that God, amen, is not sitting in heaven with blindfolds on uh, like he don't see your situation. But that's what worrying to do. It's a distraction. See, Martha was distracted uh, from what should have been her highest priority, which was Jesus at that time, church. Which was being at the feet of Jesus, learning, uh, but worrying too much about other things at that time turned her focus away. You know, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall there at Martha's house and just listen and, you know, and see. See, indeed, listen, worrying can do the same of, to us. Worrying too much uh, could also distract us perhaps uh, in different ways uh, than Martha. Nevertheless, worrying too much will and can become a distraction. Worrying too much about things uh, that are going in our life can distract us from the things uh, that, that, that matter the most in life. 
Now I've seen people allow different worries and stress to disrupt even their relationship with God. You hear it all the time. You talk to people and you begin to talk to them about their relationship with God or, or even perhaps people that have been coming to church a while. And one of the things they bring up is the stresses of life. And, and this is the reasons uh, on why they don't come to church. Uh, this is the reason why some don't, don't even read their Bible. This is the reason why some Christians uh, can't even pray uh, because their worrying uh, has now become a distraction from those things. The focus has been turned from the important things of life. Listen, how many know whatever Martha didn't get done by that time, uh, listen, it was supposed to be over with. Jesus is there. Rather, that was her cleaning, cooking, uh, whatever the case may have been. Uh, everything was to be on pause uh, and not to worry about anything, especially when it involves Jesus. This was the time to center her attention and total focus on the word of God that's being taught at the feet of Jesus. See, worrying too much can also distract us from believing that God is really bigger than our situation? Somebody say, preach that. What happens is many times, uh, you know, because you're so worried, uh, you're so consumed uh, about worrying about things, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden God is not bigger than your situation. Wasn't this the case uh, 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 with the 12 spies? who had the promise to go to take the promised land. Uh, they come back with a bad report. Uh, they come back with a good report, uh, but the bad report of worry is what overwhelmed them. That's the one that made the big fuss. See, worrying too much can have us forget that Jesus is Lord, even over our discomforts and distresses of life, church. Worrying excessively distracts us uh, from being consistent in the things of God. That's why, we, you know, many, many, many Christians that listen, uh, we're so in and out of the kingdom of God. On fire one month, a cold the next. Any situation can move us. Any situation can cause us to quit this, uh, to do that, uh, to, to not be so uh, focused on that. Become like a wavery door. And see, worrying uh, will break uh, 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 the, 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 the continuance of being consistent. I mean, that's all it's about as a Christian. Listen, we, we, we can't focus and, and just bank on, on, on the prayer that we made uh, uh, 10 years ago. Paul said we got to continue to live out this salvation. Can you say amen? We got to continue to make righteous decisions. Come on. We got to continue uh, to trust God uh, even when things seem blurry in front of us. There has to be a consistency uh, in everything we do with God because he's worrying and stressing out. It'll break that. Worrying excessively puts more focus on what's being worried about. Therefore, our focus and devotion to the things of God gets robbed, church. See, this, is what, this can be what we give our time to. What we give our time to, people, uh, people's time is given uh, so much to what they are stressed about, uh, so much uh, so that what uh, people become uh, consistent in is worrying. You know, outside of sin and mere laziness, uh, I believe worrying and being stressed out about things might be the single reason why many Christians can't stay consistent in the things of God. You know, worrying is what we have become more consistent rather than trusting God. How many know this is right up the enemy's alley? That if he can turn your focus by worrying and being stressed out all the time, he know he'll have your attention on other things. 
Listen, again, because we're human, we're going to worry to some degree. Again, I get that, but I'm talking about being consumed by your worries, church. See, there's problems that come from worrying. How many know worrying many times uh, present more problems than it can solve? Nothing good comes from worrying too much. In our text, uh, uh, verse 40 says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. See, worrying is not a good thing. One, because God tells us not to, and because it causes, two, because it causes uh, damage to us, even from a physical standpoint. Did you know that? See, research has discovered in the midst of excessive worrying that people may suffer with high anxiety and even panic. Many chronic worries uh, tell of, uh, of feeling a sense of impending doom of unrealistic fears that only increase their worries. In other words, uh, when worrying uh, becomes a personal uh, a norm to people, you can always expect the worst. Worrying is a problem because it makes people ultra sensitive to their environment and to the criticism of others. Excessive worries uh, may see anything and anyone as a potential threat. That means I can be preaching this sermon like right now wholeheartedly uh, and trying to encourage you, amen. But instead of perceiving it a certain way, you take it another way. Pastor, stay off my worry. Let me worry. <laughs> Even as I'm preaching, I don't want you. I want to help. See, worrying too much truly indeed uh, causes more problems than it helps. See, can I be honest? You know, the problem with extreme worrying is that it has too much of a voice in our life. In other words, it speaks too much as opposed to other things that we should be taking in church. We listen to too much noise from our worries. In other words, our worries and the things we stressed out talk too much. Amen. You ever, you ever met somebody talk too much? Don't look at them. Don't look at me neither. <laughs> but that's what our worries do. It's like they talk too much. They got so much to say. It's so opinionated, ain't it? You stressed out about this. You, how about we turn that volume down uh, and turn this one up a little higher? What the word of God says, church. Matthew 6, 25, uh, uh, put it like this. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, uh, what you will eat or what you will drink, uh, nor about your body uh, or what you will put on. Uh, is not life more than food uh, and the body more than clothing. He is saying at the end of the day, uh, isn't your life more than the things we put on our backs? Our lives is more than the things we eat. See, don't give your worries and just things you're stressed about too much opinion about your situation because it'll dictate it. See, how many know more effort must be put, stressed out about things and problems come? But, you know, I, I, I treat my, my problems and things I get stressed out like real people. It's like, it's like I talk to them like, look, you, I ain't dealing with you until next Thursday. Bye. <laughs> and you, next year. Hey, don't, 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 don't you know, you got to do that. Don't, don't make, you ain't crazy if you do that. It helps. So it's like real people like, nope, I don't got time to, no, 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 go, go mess with somebody else, no. i deal with you next weekend. See, it's really easy to stress out, church. 
But see, I mean, we need to put more effort, amen, in trusting God than what, uh, I, what we're worried about, church. See, I don't know about you, but worrying sometimes uh, requires too much effort. Listen, worrying and stressing out can be a part-time job. Some of us put in hours at that. You should get paid. Become a part-time job. But listen, we don't have to worry because how many know we can live on God's promises? Can you say amen? Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans of good and not of disaster. Proverbs 1.33, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things of God work for those who love him. Come on, somebody. And lastly, real quick, I want to look at no worries at the feet of Jesus. No worries at the feet of Jesus. See, this in itself is a profound and powerful statement tonight. If Mary herself indeed had any worries in life, one thing for sure, we probably don't know about it because she was at the feet of Jesus. Verse 39, and she had a sister named Mary who also sat at the feet and heard his words. See, church, there are no words at the feet of God. And this is where you and I must be still. Can you say amen? When we're at the feet of Christ, uh, there's a comfort and there's a peace. For Psalm 46, 10, let's say, be still and know that I am God. Listen, uh, this psalm encourages us with this scripture. It's a reminder that, hey, I'm still God. And here it is, Mary, uh, this way, you know, when you, whenever you was at someone's feet in that day, uh, that was a, a posture uh, uh, that, that many of the Jews uh, used to sit there and listen to the, the rabbis uh, teach. Paul makes mention of this with Gabriel when he said that I've learned at his feet. This is talking about a position of learning and soaking up. Listen, when you're at the feet of God, how many of you are soaking up these things as opposed to the things you're worrying about? God is at the feet of God that, listen, that you are reminded, amen, of his strength, his sovereignty, and his power. Come on, somebody. It is at the feet that I, 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 I still, I know that God, amen, is, is on time and that he's never late. Come on, somebody. I'm still the God, amen, uh, that's omnipresent, that's everywhere. That's omnipotent, that's all-powerful. That I'm still the God, amen, that rose, amen, uh, Lazarus from the dead. Uh, and I'm still the God that can raise uh, situations in your life. Back up, church. God is looking at some of us like, do I really have a, a kryptonite that I'm, that I'm not aware of? Is there anything that can stop me? Is there anything, amen, uh, that controls, amen, uh, from me, amen, uh, opposing my will on the things that you're stressed out about? See, again, when you're at the feet of the Jesus, there's no need to worry in the storm, church. Listen, church. Jesus is in the ship with you. As I said earlier, he's still capping over every storm that's trying to brew in your life. He still has the power to calm the winds of your storm. But I would tell you right now, too much worrying and doubt would throw God's presence overboard. Throw it overboard. God reside, amen, where faith, amen, is built. Can't you say amen, church? See, when you're at the feet of Jesus, it doesn't allow worrying to get in. When you're at the feet of Christ, uh, this is a symbol of being engaged, uh, locked into Jesus, amen, uh, in his presence, 
See, being at the feet of Jesus is significant to just being in his presence, worshiping him despite of what you got going on. This is what it means to be at the feet of God. Now, you ain't got time to stress out because you're too busy worshiping. Reading your word and living out the word of God. This is what it means to be at the feet of Jesus tonight. Being involved in the things of God. This is what it means to be at the feet of Jesus. Another survey, and I close with this. At particular times of the day that trigger high stress levels. So more than half of respondents say that their stress peak in the mornings. 22% of Americans say they feel more stressed out in the morning than any other time of the day. Afternoons were second at 19%, and evenings were third at 13%. And I wonder how much of this, again, is contributed to people not getting a hold of God at the start of their day. Listen, I mean, it says that most Americans, they're not spiritual. They don't understand. We know what's happening. On why uh, most of them say, you know, I feel very stressed out at the very beginning. Before I even do anything in my day, I am stressed out. Well, that should be in a high alarm to us Christians who know about prayer and don't do it. We'll become the 22%. See, Jesus, I mean, Mary was at the feet of Jesus. And this is the place, church, that you and I need to be that will help us with less worrying. Can you say amen? Can I have every head by every eye closed? In respect to your neighbor.